Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. On today's episode, a listener writes in and they have a great question. What is sovereign grace? What a fantastic question. See, the sovereignty of God means that the total control of all things past, present, and future. It also highlights how nothing is beyond the control and the knowledge of God. Everything in the universe is allowed by the Lord to achieve his purpose according to his timing and to his will. See, the Lord is the only absolute and omnipotent ruler of the universe. He's sovereign in creation, in providence, and redemption. The grace of God is the unmerited favor of God who has not earned it. You see, the grace of God in Scripture is towards those who belong to him and and to those who reject him. Mary found grace in the eyes of the Lord who bestowed it upon her privilege of bearing the Savior of humanity. Mary was a godly woman, but she could do nothing to make herself worthy of such a blessing. Mary was the recipient of God's grace. The Lord sovereignly chose Mary to be Jesus' mother, and the Apostle Paul admits he was a servant of the grace of God, and it was by the grace of God he labored effectively for the cause of the Lord Jesus. By the sovereign grace of God, the Lord saved Paul on the Damascus road, and by sovereign grace showered Paul with the blessing of his grace. And Christians benefit today from the grace of God that saves them. This salvation and, and the position of the people of God are by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Even those who reject the Lord receive the common grace of God because every breath is given to them by the Lord. Matthew 5.45 says, So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. The atheist enjoys God's sovereign grace through the beauty of the creation and the provision of clothing, food, and and housing. The Lord doesn't owe us anything for clothing, food, or even housing, but he sovereignly provides them to exhibit the grace of God towards those who trust in Christ alone and to those who reject Jesus. The book of Romans is an excellent example of the sovereign grace of God. The grace of God, according to Romans 4.16, makes Jew and Gentile co-heirs of the kingdom of God with faithful Abraham. And further, the grace of God establishes peace between the Lord and sinners who are his enemies. According to Paul, the grace of God is stronger than the forces of sin and brings genuine and lasting freedom from sin's uh, dominion. You see, God's grace equips the people of God with spiritual gifts to serve the local church. The grace of God ultimately will conquer death and is the harbinger of eternal life to all who receive it. It is the grace of God that reaches back before the creation of time without respect to any human merit and chooses people for salvation in Jesus. The sovereign grace of God uh, show, it shows that salvation is, is owed all to the grace of God. It's not only the focus of Romans, but all of Paul's epistles. Paul begins Philippians uh, in Philippians 1.6 saying, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. You see, Paul's focus here is on how he gives thanks to God for the doctrines of grace and is moved to joy whenever he thinks of how God's grace draws people to Jesus. And this is important, it's significant, because of how it, it, it focuses on how um, focused on Jesus Paul is. 
If a man had begun the work of salvation and continue it or had to complete it, Paul's praise to God will be muted. And since salvation flows from the finished and sufficient work of Jesus, this work will be perfected on the Lord Jesus' final day. And all of this is the praise and the glory of the triune God. By clinging to the grace of God like Paul, every Christian can be joyful who victoriously confesses the truth of Romans 8.31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? See, the grace of God does the following things in the life of people who are drawn to Jesus. Grace calls sinners. Grace regenerates sinners. The grace of God justifies sinners. The grace of God sanctifies the people of God. The grace of God preserves the people of God. Every Christian needs grace for forgiveness to help them lead them to God, to return to God when they sin, to heal their broken hearts, to strengthen them in times of trouble or spiritual warfare. You see, by sovereign grace, every person can have a saving relationship with Jesus. By the grace of God, our sinners called to conversion, to holiness, to service and suffering. The sovereign grace of God crushes the pride of the people of God, humbles them before the face of God. On my nature, all people rebel against sovereign grace. But you see, the Lord knows how to break men of their rebellion and make them friends of the sovereign grace of God. And when the Lord teaches sinners, they are depraved to the core. Then sovereign grace becomes the most encouraging doctrine imaginable. You see, from election to glorification, sovereign grace reigns. John 1.16 speaks of grace for grace, which focuses on how grace follows grace in our lives. God's grace is how the Lord Jesus saves. God's grace is amazing because it's the divine provision provided to sinners in the finished and sufficient work of the Lord Jesus. And it's also the driving engine that manifests itself in calling, election, and regeneration. You see, the grace of God enables sinners to embrace him, that they might live, they might suffer, and even die for his sake and be preserved into eternity for the Lord. Reformed theology rightly stresses the sovereign grace of God, for without grace, everyone would be totally lost. Salvation is all of grace, and it's all of the Lord. Only the sovereign grace of God can capture and transform sinners by the power of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. In his ministry, Jesus did not withhold preaching the sovereign grace of God. Whether the Lord Jesus was in the remote places of Galilee or Jerusalem, to his disciples or with the unconverted multitudes, Jesus preached the the sovereignty of God wherever he went. These grace-magnifying truths were a tool of the Lord Jesus in evangelizing unbelievers and encouraging disciples. And Jesus taught that the, the Father chose the elect in eternity past and then entrusted those who were his to God the Father. And Christ explained he laid down his life for the sheep and all of them would be drawn irresistibly to believe upon the Lord Jesus. Not one of the elect will perish, for all the elect of the Lord will be preserved and secured through all ages of redemptive history. And why we could go on and on and on about the detail, both about the depth and the beauty of the sovereign grace of God, we need to conclude saying this, Jesus himself teaches and uses sovereign grace in his ministry. All four gospel writers make a unique presentation of the life and the ministry of Jesus with many differences in focus. And still each one reveals the Lord, the sovereignty of God and the salvation of God over the salvation of humanity. I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. 
Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.